Today is December 23rd, and we asked you guys to help us out. What players have we not talked about that are available that we should be talking about? That's what we're doing. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boyd. John Boyd and Jake. Recaps galore. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, brought to you by DraftKings. My name is Jimmy. I got Jake with me. He's coming to you from his apartment in Manhattan. BBD coming from his apartment in Manhattan. First time you've ever done a show from there, uh, Talking Yanks? Talking from- Yanks, yes. Wake a Jake this morning was the first. Wowzer, wowzer. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, we're all home because it's the holidays. And we all want stuff for Christmas besides BBD because you already got Hanukkah stuff. Jake, how are you? All right. I got boosted yesterday, so I've got a little boosty hangover Didn't help it. But uh, kind of in a weird, I think this is one of the first times I think I've been more excited for the new year than the holidays. Um, so, you know, big 2022 coming up maybe baseball will come back in 2022 which that would be cool and then uh excited to see what the people got for us today i know bbd mentioned a couple names enlightened i'm i'm very naturally unenlightened on everything so excited what the people are bringing to the table for us uh for this christmas tim nice your mic ended up being okay but was cutting it out like yeah silent for a couple sentences we'll do the old unplug replug that always works baby how are you it's the best i'm good man i'm i'm i want tomorrow i want christmas and i want the day after christmas to have no work involved so i am uh i'm i'm grinding up early one breakdown done. I think I got to do two more. I got to do a bunch of other work stuff. I'm excited for the new year as well. This is the first time my family's doing Christmas in like our new area. We all moved to a new town area. So it's it's three different places, usually just to my parents' house. And we do Christmas Eve there and we do Christmas morning there and we do Christmas Day slash like dinner there. And now I think it's my mom's for Christmas Eve, my sister's for Christmas morning, and we're hosting Christmas dinner at my house. So it's, you know, we're testing out a new tradition or whatever, so to speak here. So we'll see. So I also have a lot of tro- chores to do around the house. I got to child proof some rooms. I think that just means take everything out of it. <laughs> yeah. Put like a hockey stick in the doorway. Don't come in here. Yeah. Knives. Put a put tape over all the knives. It's our knife room. Don't no kids in the knife room. There's a hockey stick in front of the knives, so they know. That should work. Cross it off my list. Mentally, I completed that task. Yeah. BBD, you got like a nice milk crate behind your head. What did you use that for? Do you keep your records in there? 
So that is a crate from my house that I brought stuff into the office with it at some point. Then it was in the office for probably five or six months. And then I used it yesterday to bring a lot of the studio into this apartment. So, uh, yeah. I haven't seen like a crate like that in a while. That's like a classic. It's been kind of in the back of that supply closet in the office front room. crate. Yeah, that's yeah. so old school. Like, you know, you see someone moving with stuff in there. It's like, whoa. Yeah, my mom uh, likes keeping the crates around. We've got another one in the in the front room at, at the apartment here. Awesome. All right, let's get into the voicemails. We asked everyone to call in. And You'd uh, love the other crate. Great crate. Okay, so, I'm interested. Very interested now. But uh, we asked everyone to call in and give us names, uh, players, trades, free agents that could be added to the Yankees that we just haven't talked about yet. And I'm interested to see because uh, I'm, we've talked about some people that I think are likely and there's probably definitely someone we haven't talked about that is a, uh, an option. So it'll be educational for everyone if we agree or disagree. BBD, how many people called in did you get? I believe my final number on this one, it was, uh, I think, 41. Hell yeah. So I narrowed it down to 13. That's where we are. Appreciate it. All right, let's roll the first one. Hey, guys, this is Ben from Colorado. Um, I keep thinking that the Mariners are going to be aggressive. They're going to go get Carlos Correa or Trevor Story, and I think that might make J.P. Crawford available. Again, J.P. Crawford is one of those guys the Yankees could do if they get all the other guys, just like you were talking about today episode. Thanks. J.P. Crawford? If you listen to Talking Baseball, that's the name that gets said every single episode. Uh, so this this is the Mariners first going out and getting like Correa Story to replace him. Yeah, it's uh, J.P. Crawford is a really awesome baseball player. He is uh, turns 27 in January. Uh, our guy, Trevor Plouffe, played. Uh, with a young J.P. Crawford and said, like, yeah, man, when you talk about tools, especially defensively, special. Um, but offensively put together a pretty nice season last year. Uh, a 715 OPS, which, again, that's a 102 OPS plus last year. And then at the shortstop position, that's a pretty solid ball player. He actually won the gold glove in 2020, the shortened season. Uh, for me, the only part that would be weird here is that J.P. Crawford seems like the perfect player for the Mariners to kind of build around a young shortstop that's not getting too much money yet. Uh, it looks like he's first year ARB this season. He wouldn't be a free agent till 2025. So for them to pay for a big time shortstop and then trade J.P. Crawford, I mean, okay, that kind of makes sense, but the Yankees would also have to pay a lot in MLB-ready assets, which I just, I, I don't think that's there. Yeah, you'd almost have to trade Volpe or, or the other shortstop unless they did sign Correa and they don't want a shortstop, but you'd have to give MLB-ready players, right. like you said. And I don't know if the Yankees have many of those in the pipeline. And... I mean, everyone wants a young shortstop under control for cheap that performs above average. So, like, for the Mariners to trade this away would be pretty wild. You'd have to give up a big thing because, I mean, this is what Glaber's supposed to be is 
a guy who can pick it at short and above average bat. Glaber's bat is better than J.P. Crawford's. Um, or it should be when he's right, but he's supposed to be at short. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think this one's an option because you need like a big domino to fall first and then uh, and then another big one because it'd be a big trade. Well, Jim, I guess you, you kind of stumbled into it. <laughs> if this happened, I think the only piece that would make sense would be Glaber. If he was actually a trade piece, then you're tr- kind of trading same for same, except JP would be our shortstop. Glaber goes over there, plays second, and then the Mariners would have to find their shortstop. So if that's what they were really into, and then we could have DJ play second or whatever, like that kind of opens up a realm of possibility. But just a, just a straight up Glaber Torres for JP Crawford, one for one. DJ plays second, Crawford's at short. Glaber goes to second for them. They get a shortstop. I mean, that is not too far out of the realm. That's but, a fantasy baseball league trade for sure. Yes. That's like in the problem with that is the GMs. When you trade two young players, one for one, like the hand is on the table. So if Glaber Torres finds it again and he's nasty, then, you know, the Yankees would lose the trade. If Glaber stinks and JP Crawford's awesome, you know, that that's an instant. Everyone remembers that trade and you're either loved or hated for it. And GM's like, don't risk that. That's a, they're the same thing. They both have two more years of ARB and are making like half a mil this year. Um, Glaber should be better offensively, but that is who do they, who do they have at second? I mean, they got they a Frazier at second. They trade for Toro. And they have Frazier as well. Yeah, he, I think he's going to play a little outfield too, but. Okay. So maybe they don't need a. At roster resource has Frazier, Toro, both just doing a bunch of stuff. So. Yeah, they got Frazier at second, Toro at third. Um, that's that's a fun thought. I don't think it's likely. It's a it's a great fantasy baseball midseason trade. Hey, we didn't know what we were stepping into. We thought this was going to be a little bit of a risky ep. I like that at the end we landed in. If it popped up on the Sports Center bottom line, you could make sense of it. Like, oh, oh wow, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Without spoiling anything, the callers did a pretty good job with those. There's not, there weren't a lot of, there weren't a lot of ones that I had to be like, all right, well, that's just not possible. Good job to the callers, Jim. Let's do you to- know that? BBD's yeah. at one big desk. Like it's like a horseshoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a full horseshoe. Yeah. You see how it, it, what it looks like behind me that continues on the side that the computer's on that you can't see. Uh, it's basically, it's basically two rooms in one room, one big bedroom. Half of it is basically an office. You'd like this room. Well, where's the, where's the horseshoe end? It's a big C-shaped desk. It's supposed so to the, shoe the mill crate, the thing that the mill crate's on is attached to the thing that you're at right now. Yes, that's all one big wrap around. Oh, around okay. Here. I see. I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Well, that's that's a, a nice huge window. desk. Mega yes. desk. It looks like there's an air vent, though. Like that looks yeah, like that's an air where like a heater, air conditioner thing is. Central air, pretty rare to find in the city. Did this desk come with your apartment? Yeah, I couldn't change it if I wanted to. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's some weird. I'm at a pretty. Stuff. I'm at a pretty big desk, but it's not that big. It's a big desk. It's awesome. I'm getting a call from Greenwich. I'm gonna ignore it. <laughs>
Mm. Sorry, Cash. Uh, hey, John Boy, Jake, BBD. This is Eric calling in from Saratoga, New York. Love the podcast. Uh, got a couple shortstop names that haven't heard thrown around too much. Starting off with the bigger one would be Jorge Polanco. He's a middle infielder, obviously, coming out of Minnesota. Got a lot of offensive upside, career OPS plus to 110, and had 33 home runs last year. He's a switch hitter, which the Yankees have always loved. A little bit of team control he's got under, um, but maybe some prospects could help get him over to New York. And then the second would be Miguel Rojas from Miami. Uh, probably not looking at a window for them to compete in the next couple of years with the NLEs being tough. So, um, you know, he's already 33 years old. Seems like a good defender and a good clubhouse presence as well. So let me know what you guys think. Thanks. Miggy Rojas is the best clubhouse presence. Um, yeah. Chris yes. Rose rotation, one of the best dudes you'll come across. Unfortunately, he just signed the two for 10 with Miami. So I, I mean, we're talking about Yankees starting shortstop. It would have to, if the Marlins season, if, if the Marlins season stunk, then Miggy Rojas could definitely be a trade deadline shortstop guy. You get a year and a half of them at 10 mil a year, but it's not going to happen before the season. Polanco. I just don't think he's a shortstop. He does have some seasons where he is hit, man. Um, couple 800 OPS seasons, 2019, 2021. But I think the Twins don't want him playing shortstop. I think he's a second baseman. So, yeah, I, I love the idea of Miggy Rowe because he's on the Chris Rose rotation. He's awesome, but they just extended him. He loves it there. They love him. Him and Don, like him and Don Mattingly, have like a very like uh, their affinity for each other it seems so while it kind of makes sense the way you're thinking about it like he's not owed that much money he's got two years left on his deal play short and miami isn't going for it they kind of love him like it's kind of like well we're not going for it but miggy's around is the sense i get out of miami yeah i mean miggy in a way he's there franchise player i know that might sound weird from the outside but like he's the guy that shows up at miami heat games and he's like been a marlin for a while and he has all the young players under his wing so yeah i mean their season shit would have to hit the fan and they'd have to pass the torch to jazz but like that's not happening soon yeah yes not happening okay we'll go on to the next one Hey guys, happy holidays. Um, let's talk about the real possibility of maybe a Lorenzo Kane type of guy joining the center field rotation with Aaron Hicks next season. You know, I feel like a lot of Yankee fans won't be excited about it, but could be a nice bat, could be a, a guy that could field well as also put some speed on the field as well. Tell me what you think. Thanks. All right. So Lorenzo Kane is getting paid $18 million next year. Then he's a free agent. Um, I don't, I mean, it's, you'd have to trade for that. Maybe if it's part of a, a package for like other stuff, but I don't think they're going to call up the Brooker just for K. 
Kane. It's it's interesting. He is he is a name that I do feel is a legitimate option, and it would tie into if the Yankees don't move Aaron Hicks, and the Yankees want to address center field, you bring in. Lorenzo Kane at 35, who, by the way, defensively, he still rated out awesome last year. Uh, 89th percentile outs above average, 89th sprint speed. So when we're talking athleticism and defense, he does check the boxes. And it goes back to our favorite Yankee word, value. Lorenzo Kane isn't worth $18 million this upcoming season. So if Milwaukee is unloading him, which... They just unloaded JBJ to get out from some money. Um, and we know Milwaukee does operate that way. There's something there. Um, but yeah, it's it becomes what is the trade? Because you're right, Jim. I mean, Lorenzo Kane straight up. I mean, Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee would have to right now give something with Lorenzo Kane to get out from his contract. Um so when we start talking Milwaukee Brewers and there's already been some rumors about Luke Voigt going there, he would be a perfect fit for them as a potential DH next year. Um, you know, it, it starts becoming a two pieces for three pieces. And I just don't know the other pieces. I do know Milwaukee is well-regarded as one of the best pitching organizations. Um, so I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's a start but then like three more things have to line up and I don't know what those are. Yeah. And I don't know if depends on what we have in Aaron Hicks because I mean, Hicks can give you what Kane gives you if he can run and play defense, which he looks pretty good in the, you know, it's not like the, the injury shouldn't affect his defense. We got to, see him and hope he's fleet of foot again and the arms back, but offensively, I mean, Hicks is giving you healthy. Hicks is giving you cane numbers. I mean, yeah, I think, I think it's just the health. It's the healthy part and it's, you know, if they, I mean, it's, we're talking to high, high sevens, to you know, seven sixty to to eight to potentially eight thirty OPS and playing center field. So I just don't know if he's that much like more. And he's also had injury. I don't know if he's more reliable or even that much of a better than he is. Than Hicks, he is. It's so yeah. Insurance. I think if you're getting him, the Yankees have a lot of outfielders with kind of. Uh, expansive injury histories. You're one of them's going to go on the IL at some point. So Kane is a, well, at least yeah. an adequate fill in. And I don't think you pay different. Yes. But, I don't think you pay 18 mil for that. So it'd have to be like another trade and brewers eat some money or there's some money that lessens. This one doesn't make sense to me or like really scratch any itch. It, I'd see what you're saying from the scratch, the itch part. I guess it's the, it's kind of the mindset that like, okay, if Lorenzo Kane did come in and say there's, you know, pitchers attached, maybe Voight goes back, whatever it is. It's that if you have Lorenzo Kane and Aaron Hicks, you'd hope to get 140 games at center field out of both of them. But still, I mean, you'd essentially be paying 
$28 million at the center field position. I mean, Hicks and Kane can move around a little bit. So there's a world. Whoa, Jake's Jake's phrase. Um, Cause you know, those guys can play the other outfield position. So if, if things actually worked well, where there were proper rest days and, Oh, a guy's got a, he's going to be out for two weeks. Kane can fill in. That would work, but it's a lot of, it's a lot of money to invest in an outfield that we don't necessarily believe in. <laughs> Would you rather go trade for Lorenzo Kane at 18 mil or bring Brett Gardner back for six mil? Hmm. And I think well, the answer, I think the answer there is basically negates the Kane thought. Right. You'd, you'd hit the Yankees would be getting something with Lorenzo. Kane. Yeah. Yes. He would not be the main piece coming yeah. to the pinstripes or if he is their sweeteners and, and yeah, whatever it figuring out what the full trade would be is kind of the hardest part to envision with it. But somebody might, you might want somebody to bring us the next voicemail. Oh, wow. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it first and then I'll decide. What's up, guys? I wish you guys a Merry Christmas. First off, Happy Holidays. A guy that I think uh, would be a great fit no one talks about is Chris Bryant. He could play third base. He could play any NFL position. I know he costs a lot, but he's a dude you can kind of move around everywhere, and I think he'd be a great fit. Thanks. Okay. Jake's answer to the Chris Bryant question is brought to you by Manscaped because Chris Bryant is a beautiful man. He's got crazy blue eyes. He definitely takes care of himself, I'd bet, like all the hair on my body that he does. And if I'm wrong, he can take care of, he can shave me clean using the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. That's a bet. He has to prove that if he's Chris Bryant has a bush, he gets to shave you head to toe. Uh, uh, unmaintained bush. Okay. You might have something cool going on, even though it's long. That still counts. Okay. With the lawnmower 4.0. If you want that, you can go to manscaped.com and you can use code YANKS for 20% off and you get free shipping. Manscaped.com, 20% off with free shipping. Manscaped.com. They also have some other fun stuff this holiday season. They got the ultra premium body wash and um, the cologne. Man, lots of good stuff. So, what do you think about Chris Bryant? Chris Bryant. Uh, man, a lot of mixed feelings about Chris Bryant. It, depending who you talk to about Chris Bryant, he's either <laughs> kind of bigly underrated or he's bigly overrated. It's a weird, a weird tier of, like, really good baseball player. I just turned into Kim Gergagin. Chris Bryant's a really good baseball player. If he's on your team... You're going to love Chris Bryant. Um, I don't know. I just, he doesn't really fit the Yankees needs. Like he's basically not a third baseman anymore. He could play third base. He's not a third baseman. Uh, The Cubs tried to get him off of that. When he went to the Giants, he didn't trade any. I think the way he can hit a team is just going to throw him in left or right field and say, go try to get a 900 OPS this year. And he can, which not a lot of baseball players can do. So I don't he, know. He played third base with the giants. Did you say when he went to the giants, he played, he, he didn't yeah, play. I didn't, I didn't think he did play third base when he went to the giants. 
Yeah, he played 26 games, 21 starts. It's his most position More he started there at. than any other spot. Yeah, but with the Giants. Chudley played a higher percentage of games elsewhere, I think, there than... Uh, 30 in the outfield, 26 at third. But, I mean, a good a good chunk. And then... But the Cubs, you're right. The Cubs didn't have him at third. I mean, he, he was at first for them. Wait, hold up. No, they had him at third. They had him all over. The Cubs had all him over. All over. Yeah. That was crazy. Then he was in center field in the out game. in the playoffs. Nut job. Um. Yeah, Chris Bryant is very odd. I don't know where he's going to go or like for what position. I mean, this dude won the MVP, won the Rookie of the Year, then the MVP his first two years. He's got a career one thirty two OPS plus. Like his bat is still. Very good. Premier. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, okay, the, Yan- the Yankees get Chris Bryant. We we throw on the emergency podcast. Like, what do we say next? Like, he's a right-handed power bat. He's a really good hitter. Like, where did the Yankees play him? I don't know. Because they don't need any of the infield. They, I mean, they don't. They need like infielders, not more. Yes, yes, decent here, decent there. Like that's the thing. I, you know, Chris Bryant. Because I think with the Giants, I think when Longoria got hurt, he played some third base there. Um, so like, yeah, if you still needed, he can. I don't know, man. I, I think he's going to end up in a hitter-friendly ballpark like the Phillies or something. Put him put him in a corner. Like, I value... He's going to get a lot of years, too. I mean, this is yes. a premier player. He's 29 years old. We're looking at, like, a five-year-plus deal, right? Potentially more. Like, yeah. he's, he's, a, he's, he's a legitimate, like, star in a way, and that's kind of the weird thing about Chris Bryant. Um that I guess when you start comparing him to the stars of stars of the game, he comes a little short. If you compare him to an average starting baseball player, he's incredible. So um, I don't know. I, I just think there's going to be a lot more value to another baseball team. You know, he's going to, at some point during his contract, he's going to be an aging right-handed hitter. Like, I, I just think if he has much more value to another team to put him in a corner outfield spot, have a 130 OPS plus, which is really good. And the Yankees, like, that's their most bogged down position. I get, I'm trying to wonder why we're a little out on the fact he plays so many when, like, we wanted Chris Taylor because he could play everywhere. Because he plays the two important positions we currently need. Short stuff in center field. Yeah. Chris Taylor plays every position well. Brian just kind of is, like, really good at being wherever you like, I think judge and Gallo play center field better than Bryant does right now. And yeah. Okay. That's it. That's the answer. Chris Taylor played short in center field. And, and, and after watching last year, we don't, I don't want player. Like we want players that play a position. Like, no, like, like Gio's a third baseman, you know, you got DJ to roam around and then the rest should be like, that's their spot. And like Chris Taylor has been a util guy for the past few years. Chris Bryant has moved around 
And like, I don't want to take points away from him, but he almost shouldn't be a util guy. Like it's kind of, uh, I think you've talked about it, whether here or talking baseball, like Chris Bryant should be a guy that you say, Hey, that's our third baseman every day, or that's our starting right fielder. Like, yeah, we don't, we don't have to mess with the Chris Bryant's of the world. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Thanks Manscaped for bringing us that voicemail. Thanks Manscaped. Hi guys. This is Scott from upstate. Uh, love the show. Happy holidays. So I have three names that could be really interesting. One is miles straw from the uh, Cleveland guardians. The other is Kyle Seeger, especially if Tiro Oshella were to be used in a trade for, let's say, uh, IKF. And that's it, actually. Whoops. Bye. Whoops. Oops. Miles Straw, they traded for Miles Straw, the Guardians did, and he's got, I mean, he's still not even in arbitration. So uh, there's no incentive, like, I almost we almost need to put a kibosh on dreaming about trading for guys that are pre-arb. Like you know, like how long have we been talking about Luis Castillo? And now it's real because he's got two years left. But for a while, it's like been four years. Like well, that would be amazing. It's like well, there's no point. Same with like people are trying to do with Cedric Mullins right now. If the Orioles trade Cedric Mullins right now, it should be kicked out of the league. It's just there's no point. He's got him. Same with Miles Straw. They got him for four more years. I don't know stats wise. I know it's the Guardians, but that's just so early. Yeah, I guess I, the only wrench I would throw into that, I agree with you, is that if you're the Orioles or the Guardians and you believe that either of those guys were a fluke, then you'd want to trade them at their highest value ever. Like there's, and there's that, an argument there. And then if you're. That's why I'm saying that's the only reason if you're receiving those guys, you got to right. be like cautious. Like, why are they trading a guy that they have locked up for five more years? Yeah. And I, you know, personally, the things I've said to Miles Straw that I don't think I could come back from that. You know, he's saying Miles Law. Mild flaws. Yeah. Also, his numbers aren't that great. So, yeah. Fast. Yeah. So that's huge. Um, it was mild flaws and who? Kyle Seeger. Which I think is an option. Like is if they if Geo's out, then yeah. And you said that once on a uh episode we did uh recently where you're like, you know, and in my and when I tweeted out everything that you said was gonna happen, you did have them getting both Seeger brothers. That's right. When <clears throat> you tweeted out all the things I told you was going to happen. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, if if third base becomes open, then yeah, Kyle Seager hit a bunch of home runs. He's a lefty bat. He plays a good defense at third. But yeah, the the carousel would have to move quite a bit to get to that point. Um. I had a page open that I was going to say something about it. Okay. Um, just a reminder that Kyle Seeger's splits last year were with runners and on base and runners not on base were amazing. Can I can I share them? I, actually, I don't think I ever I don't think I ever went and looked at it for the end of the season. Okay. With 
With runners in scoring position last year, Kyle Seeger had a slash line, 308 batting average, 372 on base percentage, four, 643 slugging. He had a 1.015 OPS. He was MVP when there were runners in scoring position. When there was no one on base, I mean, he was horrible. He had a 593 OPS. That's my favorite split. I think I want to pull back on Kyle Seeker. Okay, why? Last year, <laughs> do you know his batting average? It was bad, right? It's 212. Yeah, but what about the runners in scoring position? He just With needs the traffic. 285 on base. Like he hit 35 homers, which is really cool, and he played every day. But man, like think of the guys in our lineup like that just becomes a bad watch again. And he's not he's not athletic like <laughs> Jake, but all you need is some runners on. Yeah, I know. We'll just get all those runners on for him. Just traffic, traffic, traffic. I'm we'll put, bat him after judge. Yes. Yes. You just play him behind the highest OVP guy. Perfect. Uh, the people like that will put. We'll put Kyle Seeger after Judge and slide down Stanton in the lineup. So now he's coming. He's here. He's on the team. All right, next one. Hey, guys. It's Sean from the West Village. Huge Yanks fan and huge fan of the show. Had two bigger names that have been somewhat rumored to the Yankees in the past few years, but have, I have not heard this offseason. Um, the first one being Ian Happ. He's uh, under control through 2023. And then the second being Whit Merrifeld under control in 22. And then a nice club option in 23. Um, seems like both guys would address the athleticism issue on the Yankees. So let me know your thoughts. Thanks. Our friend Happer. Who? Happer. Uh, I think, I mean, the Cubs, again, I, I do think they just picked up Strom and they're giving Stroman $25 million this year. They chose to do that and $25 million in 2023. So they may not think that um, 2022 is their window, but they definitely think that something's coming up because they have Marcus Stroman for three years. They're probably going to make some more moves. And I don't think they just, I don't think picking up trading Ian Happ is one of them because they're probably saying, well, we have hat for two more years. So let's like, that's their next little, whatever. I really don't know what the Cubs are doing. I think we'll, we'll have a much better idea uh, come end of March or March. Um, Cause if they didn't sign Stroman or any of the other signings, I'd be like, yeah, they're, they're getting rid of people that have value right now. And Hap should probably be on the move because he's only got two years left but they picked up Stroman for decent money. So that's kind of pretzeled me up. Like, are the Cubs going to spend more and go for it? Not sure on the Cubs. I, I think they're closer to go for it. Like if this was an episode of talking Cubs, I think the voicemails would <clears> be like, I think they're going for Correa. And they'd be like, that's a, that accent didn't fit. Mm. Um, so I, you know, in Hap, that would be fantastic. We're rooting for that. Uh, did I text him about some golf stuff this morning? I did. 
uh, whatever, a friend. Whit Merrifield, Ian Happ's not coming to the Yanks. <laughs> Ian, Whit Merrifield, I don't know, man. I uh, You can talk yourself into it. He's actually a really fun baseball reference page to look at. There's a ton of bold. Uh, it's a lot of games played and at-bats, which, hey, the Yanks need those. Uh, he kind of had a down year last year, and he's low-key. Like He's going to turn 33 in January. The baseball savant, he's still fast as hell. His outs above average were high. His sprint speed was 87th percentile. So if the Yankees did trade for him and they were like, yeah, we're going to make Whit Merrifield a center field, center fielder, I'd talk myself into it. I don't think that's going to happen because the Royals, the Royals operate as kind of a different baseball franchise. They kind of operate in an old school, fun baseball way. Like otherwise they would have traded Whit Merrifield years ago. Uh, but they've held on to him and he's 33 now. His value's kind of not there. So I think I think the Royals are just gonna roll the ball out there. They've got a couple other veterans. And if things fall apart, I think around the trade deadline, I think things could actually get real this time around. But before the season for the Royals just to shoot themselves in the foot like that, like Whit Merrifield, the guy that's kind of represented Kansas City, while they've got a lot of young pitching and other stuff going on, I don't think they're gonna do that. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. I mean, the, halfway the only, through the season. It's the only other, he he has played a lot of center field in the past, but this year, first year in a while, he played literally zero games in center, which would be his most valuable. The positions he plays the most aren't, aren't what the Yankees need right now anyway. In the past, sure. but And he could figure out other spots. The Royals would be fun. I mean, the Royals at one point last year had the best record in baseball. Like a month into the season or something like that. So I guess I think he'll be traded halfway through the year. And when you see, you see who needs a, that then, because someone will need a guy who can run and put the bat on the ball. The Yankees do could use that now, but I just don't know. Uh, <laughs> Swiped 40 like, bags last year, which is pretty nuts. Yeah. I mean, I'd take him. Sounds like a fun watch. Sure does. Next. Uh, hi, John Boy and Jake. I think Brad Miller is definitely an interesting pickup for the Yankees. A lefty, I'm pretty sure he just destroys. It's either lefties or righties. I forgot. But he plays a lot of infield positions. I definitely a great replacement for Wade and um, Odor. So I think that could be an interesting pickup. Also, Colin Moran, let go by Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks Pirates. He's very good. Great hitting upside. Definitely good. Could be a great bench bat. Yeah. Go Yanks. I want to say that that caller sounded young, but what a performance by him for yeah. usually when you get the voices that sound young, they're a little like hesitant. Like, you know, he got everything he wanted out there and it was a couple names. So good job by that guy. Appreciate the call. Um, Backyard Brad, Jake. Yeah. They don't have a utility infielder right now. This guy played first base, right field, second base, left field, third base for the Phillies last year. I mean, I don't know what the numbers are. 107 OPS plus. I don't know what you're going to have to pay him because I don't think you're going to pay for a lot of that. Yeah, man. I mean, if if... Brad Miller ends up on the Yankees. I'll be excited. I, 
you'd assume he's in that kind of bench util role. He's got some stats that are pretty badass. I mean, over the last three seasons, he's got an OPS, 267 games, uh, OPS 812. Like, that's pretty good. He's had a really kind of odd career where he came up and he played some shortstop and now it, it looked, but he wasn't good at it. So he kind of moves his round. His best position is probably first base, but Brad Miller value wise at first base kind of, you'd almost just have him as a util role and play a couple innings here and there and hope. So I don't know if Brad Miller ends up on this bench is like, uh, I mean, he's got a chance to be a sexy Neil Walker, like follow-up. Yeah. You do, you can see him in that role, like a spring training invite that they're like, yeah, this dude can play it everywhere. And he brings a, brings a steadiness to the club. Mm. Mm. Brad. Good for Brad. What about Colin Moran? Oh, um, I guess what I would ask you, Jim, is what about Colin Moran? I got nothing really. If you really want me to go into it, first base, <laughs> third, they'd have to trade. Like they have to trade a trade Geo, and then like he's a backup. But so he just he's a free agent. I mean, I, I got think nothing he got non tendered. So yeah, he got non tendered by so the spring Rats. invite. Spring invite. Boom. Place in first, place in third. Yeah, Eric Chavez throws him under his wing. It's beautiful. Yes, I need it. Yeah, next. Yo, guys, what's going on? This is Zach McClain from Treeport, Louisiana. Um, Love the show. Never done any kind of call-in, but figured why not. Um, I don't understand why they're not in on Jose Ramirez more. The Indians aren't going to try to be any good. And eventually, they are going to start losing value on him because of age. Um, just let me know what y'all think. Thanks, man. I mean, now you're talking about if they trade Geo replacement type situation, that would make sense. But the problem is if that the Indians uh, allow the MLB world of front offices to know that Jose Ramirez is up for grabs. The Yankees are competing with so many teams. I mean, if Jose Ramirez is available, Jim, BBD, you guys both know this. Jose Ramirez, one of my favorite players in baseball, top six in MVP voting four of the last five years. <laughs> um, switch hitting, like, steals. He had 27 swipes last year. Uh, he, he's nasty. He's awesome. He's one of the best players in baseball. Like not a joke, not a throwaway line. Like one of the best players in baseball, if he's available and the Yankees are in the mix, I mean, we're talking Glaber geo, one of the shortstop prospects. You think the guardians would want MLB ready? I think they would because that's kind of the Guardians move. Like, we'll cover up the shit a little bit. And then we're still giving away, like, four of our top prospects. Like, real prospects. 
Like Volpe could be in there. Uh, Dominguez, like it's all on the table for Jose Ramirez. It's only two years of Ramirez, so it's not. I might change it a little bit because not it's not crazy. They're cost effective years, though. Yeah, yeah, you're getting him for what he is, but it's only two years. I mean, Scherzer Turner. I don't know how much of a comparison that is. You got half a year of Scherzer and Turner. You got Turner the next year. Obviously, big money involved, but the Dodgers traded away two of their bigger prospects, Gray, the big picture, and Ruiz, the catcher. So how do you tie it all together with two years and cheaper money? Like, I don't know. It's got to be at least like three big-time prospects. Yeah, I I just need comps over the last guy that get traded without, I mean, Scherzer Scherzer and Turner's a haul, so. But... I mean, if he's available, go knock on some doors. Everyone we'll take him. He's very good. Very good. All right, boys, here's the deal. I got the inside scoop here because I moved to a town where this guy is from and he is viewed as a god here. I'm telling you about a man named Lars Newtbar. Not only does he have an amazing name, he is energetic as fuck. Check him out. Left-handed, smacks the ball, brought a ton of energy to the Cardinals. Some might say he's the reason they went on that streak. Unbelievable outfielder. Uh, yeah, check him out. He's the one Yankees, if they could trade for him, low-key, this guy's going to be a star. Grandson of Herbert Newtbar, the billionaire or whatever. So, Lars yeah. Newtbar, Jim. Again, a guy that has like six years still attached and a team that's trying to contend. So uh, I don't know if they're going to move. If they if they move him, most likely like a Jesus Montero situation where they know that this guy is not actually going to be that good. And you got to kind of like, like Ooh, why would they trade this guy? And we just did this a little bit on Talking Baseball yesterday. The Cardinals like need left-handed hitting. So I don't think they're going to give away a young guy if he's got promise and that and lefty. I mean, I, I has new bar even like, is he even have one year of service time? Like he might have six years. 87 days of service time he has. So he has six years of control. Left, so they're not trading him. He'd be a free agent in 2028. I mean, I love the fit. Um, with the rest of the 27 Yankees. Uh, no, I mean, it's an awesome name. And if he plays fun, I'm in on it, but he's not going to be on the Yankees next year. Yeah. I'll bet on it with DraftKings. Do it. I'll bet you that he's not on the Yankees next year. I'll see if they have those odds. I'll download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the number one and official sports betting partner of the NBA. You can also bet $5 on any NBA team and win 150 in free bets. You take that 150, mm. you bet it on Lars Newtbar to not be a Yankee. You probably make like five bucks and then you have $155. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code John Boy. Just bet $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. That's promo code John Boy uh, this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. One wallet wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. Sportsbook for details. To gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Lars Newtbar. Newtbar. Hey, boys. First time, long time. Now, this trade might not – it is a trade. Now, this trade might not be what you guys are looking for because it's in division, so who knows if the Rays will trade him to us. But we're the Yankees, so I'm going to mention him. Tyler Glass now. I obviously, you know, coming off Tommy John, but – that could be an arm that's going to be in our rotation for the next 10 years. And him and Cole could be a really nice one-two punch. Obviously, you know, the Rays might not want to do it because, you know, rivals and all. But he, he could be a nice addition as our starting pitcher instead of a Rodon. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. If Glasnow didn't get injured last year and we it wasn't, you know, we're talking about Yankees being the destination, we'd definitely be talking about Glasnow getting traded. If he was healthy all of last year and had a great season. Um, the Rays would have definitely been shopping him because he's got two years left. He's got 2022 and 20, 2023, and he's a free agent. And when guys hit ARB 2, ARB 3, that's when the Rays really go shop around because they want to get him at the highest value. But because he got hurt and he's coming off Tommy John, I think the Rays are going to hold on to him uh, and let him perform next year, and then probably he gets moved uh, a year from now. That being said, even if he was, I don't think they're trading him to the Yankees. I don't think the Yankees yeah, are giving you, any prospects to for, for to the Rays. So we we don't talk about the Yankees tax a lot in here because I don't think it's super real. I think Yankees tax for a lot of fans needs to be translated into more. They want those prospects. Like the GM of that team at the end of the day wants the best prospects coming back to their team. But if it was the Rays and the Yanks, that is a little different. Um, and especially Glass now, who has all of the potential in the world. He's genuinely an Adonis. Uh, his stuff is as gross as gross gets. But yeah, and I, I the other thing that's interesting for the Rays is, you know, they're they are in a window like they just paid Wander a little bit of money or he'll be getting paid money down the road. So, yeah, I don't know. To trade a hurt glass now and have a, another team take the chance on him, I think they just wait for him to come back. If he were to come back at the end of next year and shove a little bit, then it's kind of everything you just said. Maybe he's on the table one year of Tyler Glass now. Who wants it? Um, but, yeah, to tr trade him while he's hurt, I, I don't think that's on the board. Yeah. Good thought, though. Fun thought. Hot. Next on the table. Hey, guys, this is Blake all the way from Iowa. I've got three guys that are all kind of boring, but they're free agents. Blake, and know where he is? As far as depth is concerned, and they can pretty much play anywhere. One name that's kind of, I guess, the not-so-boring one is Jonathan VR, uh, still a free agent, and he can play pretty much anywhere. But then two guys that can help with the athleticism, quote-unquote athleticism, and can play pretty much anywhere as well. Uh, Josh Harrison and Donovan Solano. Uh, Josh Harrison had a nice year. So did Solano. Uh, so, yeah, there's my options. He's in Iowa? I, I'm in Iowa and I've got three boring names. Should I just hang up the phone? I think he was maybe driving, didn't know what state he was in. It's a long road trip. He's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm coming to you from Iowa. I don't know. Just, 
Just had hey to guys, get away. This is Blake, bit. all the way from Iowa. <laughs> uh, dude, Josh Harrison was a name that maybe like seven years ago I was like, yes, mm. I think he did have a good year, but I don't know. He I mean, did. I, I, again, it's just is that is it, it could be a move. It, it could be a move. That's what I appreciate the call. Like these names, Jake, they're not right. sexy, but these are things that down the line, like could be things that happen as these supplementary moves. So it's good to put them on our radar. Um, it, like, like our guy said, uh, the one that is the most exciting is Jonathan VR, who actually little fun fact played the most games at third base for the Mets last year. Um, so he can play a little third base. He, he can still run a little bit, 14 swipes, not great. He moves all over the field. He played 142 games. Um, like, if Jonathan VR is a utility piece on this team, he can play some center field. I think he can play some shortstop. So, like, as a bench guy, that would be really exciting. Um, the other guys, who it was Harrison and Donnie Barrels, Donovan Solano. Um, yeah, it would be one of those things where if they signed, we'd hop on the mics and be like, okay, so yeah, I mean, Solano's got some good stats over the last three years. And if, if he finds his way in the lineup, cool. But what if they bring Solano over just to, uh, just to help out with the new batting practice that the new hitting coach is going to do, you know, the hitting coach that got promoted is the one that he puts the curveball machine and BP and he's like, what swinging at 60 mile per hour pitches in batting practice does not help you. So he actually gets like a high velo machine and a curveball mm. machine and puts it on the field, which Trevor Poof has told us sucks because you can get embarrassed and feel terrible before the game, but it does help you more. That's what the giants have done. And they've had such success hitting and Donnie Solano was a big part of that. So maybe it's just like, you know, spread the gospel, Donnie Solano. Last three years, 236 games, a 308 batting average, a 789 OPS for Donnie Barrow. So not a ton of pop, but a lot of contact. A little bingo, kid. Yeah. VR would be a good bench option there. Terrible base runner. That's what Jolly Olive told us before we played the Mets. Yeah, it gets picked off a lot, right? Yes. Josh Harrison is younger than I would have thought. 34? 33. What's going on, guys? I'm Boy Jake, EBD. Listen, I'm not about to give you the key to the championship or anything like that. Everyone's talking about Story, Cray, Olsen. But no one's talking about that acquisition that we're inevitably going to hate the second they're brought in. I'm talking next year's version of Chris Carter, Kendrick Morales. Team needs a lefty bat. They need a first baseman. I can literally see Yankees nearing one year deal with Daniel Vogelbach right now. <laughs> I'm not excited for it. I don't want it, but just get ready for it. Just brace yourselves, all right? Have a good one, guys. Vogie. People are funny, huh? You can barely get it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Chris Carter was uh, 
Chris Carter and Matt Holiday were one-year deals that the Yankees hoped would play themselves into trades because they thought they were at year one of a re- rebuilding phase. So, like, they didn't bring those guys in thinking they were contributing to a championship-caliber team. Holiday was really good. Carter was awful. But... 2017 they were not trying they're like the goal wasn't to win the goal was to see what the rookies had and then try to play the one-year deal guys into trades so it's i don't think they're gonna be doing that and you know they're not gonna be doing like a vogelback and and say you're the starting and you're gonna get 60 games of run like they did with chris carter so i don't if so if that's the only move like yeah it's weird i don't think it would be like a with minor league options. It's it's what you said uh, when we did the first base episode originally. Like there are going to be Yankee invites when that the day they first pop up the graphic and we're like, oh, I didn't know he was coming. Like if Vogie's there, awesome. He's a fun dude. He's been beloved everywhere he goes because he is a thick daddy. Um, <laughs> it just I love this guy pref like getting ready to hate Dan Vogelback, the Yankee. That's, I mean, that's preparation. He's, yes, it is. You can find somewhere in the NL if they get DH. Bogey. You ready for the last one? The last one. Yes. What's going on, man? My name is Ruben. I live actually down in South Texas, a place called Corpus Christi. I was just wondering, um, it's probably not popular, but what if we were called L.A. and say, hey, how would Sean Tate Glaber give us belly? See if they don't do better next season. Lefty bat, great center field. Probably wouldn't hurt in Yankee Stadium. Thanks. Wow. What's Corpus Christi known for? How come I know, like, how come I know that town? Uh, there's a Texas A&M Corpus Christi that gets involved in sports sometimes. Uh, otherwise, I mean, good alliteration. Not sure what else they've got. Was there a battle there at some point? Maybe. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I don't know why I know that name. Anyway, they're not going to trade for Belly. It'd be some fallen prospect for fallen prospect deal. I don't know what the service time, what each of them got, but interesting. Both guys could use a change of scenery situation, I guess. Belly was so bad last year. Yeah, I know. But so like you, you're not going to go trade, you're not going to grab him at his lowest, or maybe you are, if you think he's going to get better, but where does he play and then Glaber play and all of that? I mean, center field and then and then DJ's at short or DJ's at second. Yeah, I mean, Belly, Belly can still play center field. Um, yeah, man, I mean, this would, hey, if the lockout ends right around the Super Bowl and you're looking for headlines, this would be an awesome one. I mean, I guess there's got to be a lot of Dodgers talk on this topic because Belly... <laughs> is going to make like 17, 18 million next year. Uh, and again, he was one of the worst players in baseball last year, a 592 OPS. Um, so this is definitely a Dodgers conversation. And if he's getting moved, 
<laughs> pick him up. But I don't know. If you're the Dodgers, his value is so low, and this guy won an MVP. What about him? What about being good in the playoffs? Does that help at all? Doesn't hurt. 353 batting average, 906 OPS in the playoffs in the 12 games. That's all that matters. Belly. He's good when it counts. His dad was a Yankee, you know. Yeah, you wrote a book report on him. Third grade. That was the last voicemail? That's it. What's your favorite to come from this, Jake? Ah, my favorite come from this. It's kind of near the first voicemail. I don't think Glaber Torres will be traded. But if Glaber Torres was traded in a package for either a shortstop or a center fielder, it does open up options for the Yankees. Because then DJ slots at second. You have your shortstop center fielder, and then you make another transaction. So I don't know. I guess I still don't believe in that, but it's very much in the realm of real. Yeah. I think my favorite is just like all the guys that might get Brad Miller, VR, like might get just get grabbed or, or even um, Moran. Like all these like invite guys that you just mm. now I just kind of are on my radar. Do you think Cashman has ever sent a camp invite to a guy that's kind of a big beard guy just to test him on it? Like Colin Moran is a big beard guy. I think he just I think Cash probably just texts a picture of a razor. And the and a date. Yeah. The formal invite to spring training is you just get it actually comes in the mail. It's just like a you've been invited to, and then it's a razor. It's kind of a win win for the player because if you say no and you like your beard that much, I think Brian Cashman's like, hey man, respect you, mm. you like your beard. If you're willing to come to the team and shave that thing, then it's like, all right, this guy's signing up. Let's see what he's got. Was Corpus Christi like a team that the Permian Panthers played in Friday Night Lights? Mm. Corpus Christi. Just Corpus asking. Christi. Or wasn't that like Bishop? Isn't that like Bishop? They played something like that. I don't know. Well, that ends the episode. We got it all done. The only thing that we do have to tell you is that if you want 20% off the John Boy Media store, there's a survey underneath this episode on YouTube. You can click that survey, help the sales team out, and you will get 20% off discount code for John Boy Media store. If you do, very helpful. Appreciate it. That's all. Did you find anything? No. I mean, it's kind of around those like Texas spring break towns. So did you ever have any friends go visit? No. South Padre Island? Mm-mm. No. Not sure, man. Maybe there's like a true crime book or movie that I watched. Any of the true have detectives? Like a minor league team or something. Maybe. Maybe the caller will let me know. How come I know you? 
I think I've been to Corpus Christi. Why? Maybe I did a morning show on it when I used to do a show every morning where I just went to yeah. random towns in the U.S. I think Texas State. I don't think I've been to Corpus Christi. Okay, you're out. Okay. Goodbye. Are we doing talking next next week or we're not, right? We'll be back in the 2022. We're so. doing one. Maybe one. I think it, I think if something happens, we will. We 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 may not. So be prepared that next week it's 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 bonus if we do it. If something's worth talking about. Otherwise, we'll see you in 2022. Have a Merry Christmas if you celebrate it. Have a happy New Year's. And don't drink and drive. Happy holidays. Go Yanks. Tell them, Graham. Go Yankees. <laughs> <laughs>